we have a little bit of time left over tonight. Tom, is there anything you want to talk about per chance? There is one thing, and this might, depending on how this goes, we might spin this off to a bonus episode later in the week, but let me get my document out. I think this needs some setup, Dan. This is a, this is the long awaited slash nobody knew it was coming. So not awaited at all, but this is the follow-up to our um, camp biscuit bonus podcast, which we recorded in. um, You guys will have to help me out. I'm going to say June, May, something like that. May or June. Yeah. Early pandemic before time lost all meaning. Uh, Dan, you want to, you want to do a quick, like 30 second refresher on what camp biscuit was. Camp Biscuit is a hypothetical three-day festival with all 1990s new metal bands. Um, you, you know, all all the fan favorites: Corn Biscuit, Corn, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. No, um, Nickelback, all that kind of stuff. So we just kind of made a hypothetical three-day concert with all the worst bands. We had to think deep to some of the one hit wonders threw them on there. So Tom went back and made a mix of all these bands and some tracks and went back and listened to some songs to hear what songs kind of held up, which songs are terrible, which songs were terrible and have taken on another meaning of level of terribleness or, or lyrics. I I don't know what he's going to talk about, but I'm looking forward to hear how he breaks this down. Go ahead. Tom. I'm going to talk about some music that defined the era of 2000, eh, 90, 98 through 2008, let's say roughly speaking, but for the most part, you know, Oh one to Oh four. Um, and in doing so, I hope we all learn a little bit about life. Um, (laughs) uh, I want to start with a quote. So first off, I'll say, yes, I made a playlist. It kind of, uh, like many things, it started as a joke, but then I listened a few times. I'm like, all right. And then I just found myself listening to it a lot. Uh, and we'll get into that later. But the quote I want to start with, I'm kind of doing this from memory because I Googled it and I couldn't find it. But I remember when I was a uh, music writer a long time ago, like circa 06, 07, the, uh, drummer from system of a down did an interview and somebody asked him about, uh, I think it was Britney Spears or in sync or something, you know, they're trying to do one of those gotcha questions where they get them to, you know, talk shit about Britney Spears. And this was, this was the quote again, you know, I'm doing it from memory, so I don't probably have it exactly right. But he said, there's no such thing as bad music, only music you don't like. And I think that's very important to uh, use that quote as a reference point as we go through this uh, next thing. So I want to, um, so I, I've, I've taken all the, you know, 40 or so songs of this mix and I've divided them up into categories. Um, the categories vaguely speaking are like songs that we always thought were good. And I still like songs that have gotten better with age songs that have gotten worse with age. And then, um, a few, um, that I put under the category of not enjoyable Uh, I tried, you know, based on that quote, I tried very hard not to say, you know, good or bad because, uh, those are such relative terms. I want to be a little more specific. So, uh, I'll go through this and, uh, I'll, I'll sort of read by category and then you guys can, uh, chime in, make fun of me, et cetera. Um, and then we'll talk about what we've all learned from the experience. So we'll, we'll start, um, I'm going to start sort of from the ends and work my way to the middle. 
the songs on our playlist that were uh, always good songs that we liked at the time and that still I enjoy listening to. Uh, I'll just read them all. We got uh, Lit Up by Buck Cherry, Drowning Pool, Bodies, uh, a.k.a. Let the Bodies Hit the Floor, Alice in Chains, Them Bones, Monster Magnet, Space Lord, Nine Inch Nails, The Hand That Feeds, uh, Rage, No Shelter, Lincoln Park, Lying From You, and then Papa Roach, Last Resort. All of those songs are very enjoyable listens then and now. Ryan's already shaking his head. Let me clarify something that should be obvious, but maybe it's not. Like, obviously, if you don't like this type of music, none of the songs on this list are going to be any good. This is a comparison of these songs versus the genre. Ryan, you already you're you're already turning redder than stoops. <laughs> go, well, go, just go, just go for it. I mean, like you already said, if you're not really a fan of the genre, uh, you're not going to like any of this. And uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like maybe two songs you named I can listen to and that's about it. I don't think Alice in Chains belongs in a in a new metal conversation. Well, hold on. That's I'm going Alice I'm going by the list you provided. Mark Tremonti. So, let's clarify that this these are Alice in Chains hits sung by not the real Alice in Chains. So, technically, I don't know if this is a valid list. Sorry, did not mean to interrupt. This would have put the don't I want to remind everyone Mark Tremonti was on the bill. Continue. All right, well, we'll go to the other end of the spectrum. Uh, I want to save, there's one I labeled worst song ever, and I'm going to save that for the end. Uh, I, I put this category as not enjoyable. Again, I don't want to say very bad, but um, there's a lot of there's a lot of songs that are not good, but uh, these are the ones that specifically, like, I cannot listen to. They have some kind of element that actively makes me not want to listen. And as I listen to the playlist, I skip them every single time. Uh, first, unfortunately, is uh, Earth Crisis, who we always laugh about, and their song Destroy the Machines, which is, uh, I, I'm not even going to talk about that one. Next is, <laughs> next is Puddle of Mud, She Hates Me, or She Fucking Hates Me. Which is like, that was kind of like a novelty song, but it, it is completely unlistenable today. Uh, next is Chad Kroger and Josie Scott singing the duet Hero. Um, unlike Nickelback, which I'll talk about in a minute, this song is uh, not only like the quality of a Nickelback song, but the lyrics are also like super pompous. So I just can't do it at all. And then this one might be controversial, but uh, Coheed and Cambria, Welcome home. I cannot listen to Coheed and Cambria. The mix of the like Avenged Sevenfold style guitar work along with the like My Chemical Romance emo style vocals is like, it just doesn't work at all. That mix. I know people love them. So uh, not you guys, of course, but some people. Uh, I'll keep moving. Next, I want to go up the list. These ones I won't spend much time on. These are the songs that are unremarkable. Um, I skip them pretty much every time they come on the mix. Uh, I don't believe any of these songs would have ever made it on the radio if they were not riding the wave of this genre of cock rock. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if they didn't come out at that specific time when there were other more popular things of the same genre, I don't think 
we would ever would have heard of any of these. Uh, Trust Company, Power Man 5000, Five Finger Death Punch, uh, Three Doors Down Kryptonite, which was a huge hit, is now just like, I wouldn't even call it bad. It's just totally skippable, unremarkable, does absolutely nothing. Uh, Hinder, Get Stoned. Uh, another controversial one, Filter. Welcome to the Fold, Later Filter. Not doing it for me the way like Hey Man, Nice Shot does. Um, trapped, Headstrong, Nickelback, uh, Breathe, and most of the Nickelback, um, you know, I, we just picked one song for each of these bands, but like Nickelback now is just kind of forgettable as opposed to being like the most annoying band on earth, which I thought was weird. Uh, and similarly, Evanescence. Um, that was a band that was huge. People had strong feelings about them either way. And as I listen now, it's just like, eh, skip, like no, no positive or negative thoughts. Uh, Mudvayne and then Dan Sugar Ray RPM. I'm sorry to say we love this song for comic value and, uh, comic value, I guess, cannot sustain you for 20 years. So, uh, Sugar Ray's heavy metal era doesn't really hold up. Damn. Um, all right. I'm going to, again, I'm going to work from the ends back to the middle because the middle ones are funnier and more interesting. Uh, these ones are solid listens again. You know, like we said before, if you didn't like the first list, Ryan, you're definitely not going to like these, but these are ones I can listen to. I don't have to skip. You got to be in the right mindset for sure. Um, but these are songs that basically rock and have uh, not a lot of substance to them if you're looking for that sort of thing. But you can put them on with the windows down. This is where you're really going to make fun of me for liking these. So we got Avenged Sevenfold, Almost Easy. I'll, I'll read the list and then I will, I'm will. i happy to defend any choices if you'd like. Uh, Avenged Sevenfold, Taproot, Poem. A song I completely forgot about that actually sounds somewhat enjoyable now. Uh, late era Bush, Chemicals Between Us, My Chemical Romance, Helena, Orgy, Stitches, uh, Chevelle, Send the Pain Below, Days of the New, Touch, Peel, and Stand, Shine Down, The Sound of Madness, Disturbed, Stricken, and really all Disturbed songs, uh, Godsmack, Awake, Alter Bridge with Mark Tremonti, Ties That Bind, Alien Ant Farm's cover of Smooth Criminal, uh, Breaking Benjamin, Sooner or Later, System of a Down, Toxicity, but really, you know, any of the main five system hits. Uh, Lifehouse, Six Cycle Carousel. And then uh, I put Abandoned Pools in here, which we had mistakenly included in Camp Biscuit, but is who is actually good. Uh, but they don't belong in the genre at all. So anything you want to make fun of me for slash comment on slash force me to defend? All of it. Uh, I will say the chemicals between us I I really enjoyed in college and that was the last Gavin Rosdale track I ever liked correct Um, I forgot about the other Lifehouse song until you mentioned it there and now I need to listen to it as soon as this podcast ends because it's killing me I can't remember how it goes it's it's called Six Cycle Carousel it's very solid generic rock like it could have been, it could have been by any band. All right. Um, yeah, that's all I got. All right. We'll move on. The, the later ones, 
Okay. Okay. These next two categories, this is where I really want to talk about. Dan, I need you to move in because you're going to have some thoughts, I think. I'm coming in. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll start, we'll go from less comic to more comical. This is under the worst with age category. This one I titled, uh, inflated by the era. These are songs that were all pretty big hits in the late nineties and early two thousands that I believe, um, could have existed in another era, like say the early nineties, but would have been a lesser hit would have been light rotation instead of heavy rotation. Uh, and then I mostly skip these on the mix, but every once in a while I'll just listen through. They're not, it's not like you have to skip, but, uh, most of the time I will. So we got uh, stone sour, uh, through glass, tantric breakdown, Seether's cover of careless whisper, finger 11 paralyzer, uh, lit Ziploc, but you know, all the lit songs, uh, deftones, my own summer. Uh, suffocate by cold kid rock. I am the bull God corn got the life and, uh, Judith by a perfect circle. These are all songs that were for the most part, pretty big hits. I mean, you know, like Ziploc by lit, maybe not as big as like got the life by corn, but all these were substantial modern rock radio hits. And I feel like you listen to them now and they just sound like, you know, the equivalent of like where screaming trees were, that's like probably where they should have been in any other era. There's a lot of trash. You just listed off there. It was really bad. Those are all big hits though. Correct. I know I've fucking corn got the life forgot about. I, I only can remember freak on a leash, but that was the second single. You're right. Got the life was the big first one off that album. Um, Wow. Like Finger wow. Eleven Paralyzer, for example, was a massive, massive hit, probably in like 2006. And it very much benefited from the time it was released. If that song was released in 1996, I feel like it would have been the, you know, ninth most successful collective soul song. Pretty much accurate. I stopped listening to the genre before that. So I've, I've like never heard that finger 11 song once in my life. Like, I don't even know what that's. I don't even know who they are. Yeah. All right. It's great. Uh, okay. This is the, really the category I labeled this entertaining while not good per se. Uh, these songs are not good. I skipped them nine out of 10 times, but once in a while you listen and there is some kind of, uh, element pretty much always comic value that makes it hilarious to listen to once in a while. Uh, and that would be counterfeit by limp biscuit POD's boom saliva's click, click boom non points cover of in the air tonight by Phil Collins, uh, thunder kiss 65, uh, one last breath or any creed song. Really? Uh, I hate everything about you by three days. Grace, I hate my life by theory of a dead man. And then the best, the funniest of all is a forgotten song called revolving door by the band crazy town famous for their butterfly song. But the second single revolving door is so much better. I do not remember the second crazy. That's amazing that you actually remember the second crazy town. Oh, well that's going to be the outro music then because you need to hear this shit. This is, let me, all right, let me, uh, let me talk specifically about this song for a minute. 
Crazy Town, we all know Butterfly, you know, come my lady, come, come my lady. That was a big hit that everybody hated. Um, but then they had this revolving door, which I guess I would call it like white guy funk, a little like a Maroon 5 style song, you know, in uh, A minor. Um, and the premise is, um, you know, revolving door. Uh, well, maybe it just will help if I just say the lyrics of the chorus. It's, uh, yes. again, all of memory, no notes. Uh, ladies come, ladies go in my revolving door. Some ladies never come back. Most come back for more. I got a house in the hills with a door that spins. They come in and out, out and in, out and in, in and out, out and in. <laughs> and what's like on, a revolving door. Yes. It literally, he's singing about a the revolving door of women who come in his house. But what's awesome about this is that, you know, there's two verses where it's, shifty shell shock of crazy town is rapping about all the women that come in his revolving door. And then in the, like, I guess, you know, breakdown of the song, it slows down and gets more melodic. And then he starts singing about how, um, really his revolving door is just to hold him over until the right girl comes along, which is the one he's been waiting for all along. And you're like, all right, this seems weird, but then to make it even better, then the slow part stops and then he goes back into another verse about just women coming in and out in the revolving door. It's like shifty. I don't, you got to make up your mind, man. That's crazy town for you. They, yeah. They're, they're, it's crazy town. That sounds kind of like Amber by three eleven to me. That's got, it's, it's got a little Amber overtones. Oh, this is much better than Amber though. Yeah. 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 It's the same like general vibe, like the same guy who likes Amber would like revolving door, but the the message is so much different, you know? Wow. Any more categories? Uh, yes. Only one. Uh, this is called the worst song ever. And it is Aaron Lewis country boy, which uh, I forgot existed, but you reminded me of, I, I'm not saying this to be hyperbolic or to be cruel or anything, but I've, as I listen to this mix, I've determined that this is the worst song ever made in the history of mankind. And I got to be careful because we all know that, uh, you know, Aaron Lewis's hometown of Longmeadow, Mass is only a short drive from where I live. But that is, uh, you know, precisely the reason why this is the worst song. Um, First off, it's just so generic and boring, but there are a million songs that are generic and boring. What makes it bad is, um, two things like number one, you listen to the lyrics. This is Aaron Lewis of the band stained. You know, we all know stained, you know, I hate my mother. I hate my father. So he, he decides after doing eight years of, of, I hate my parents music. He decides he's going to release a solo acoustic single called country boy. And, um, the lyrics, you know, I'm, I'm just making this up, but the lyrics are like, I drive a pickup truck. I got a don't tread on me flag on the back. I love my guns and my faith and my freedom. It's, it's like a parody of a country song, you know, except he's serious. And what makes this awesome or awesomely bad is that Aaron Lewis, Dan, you're familiar with the area as a Yukon grad. Aaron Lewis hails from Longmeadow, Massachusetts. Are you familiar with this town? Not so much. It's not what I would describe as country. Uh, well, yeah, no. 
Uh, I've heard that he, his house was like a million dollars growing up or something. I don't know if that's accurate, but like the average housing, it is a nice new England suburb. Like the average house price has to be like five, $600,000 or something, but it's just like suburban, like mowing the lawn, you know, white picket fences and stuff. This is the most cynical attempt to latch onto the country music genre probably ever. And if you remember like in the late two thousands, basically every artist who couldn't sell CDs anymore was going country. Like Jessica Simpson went country kid rock went country. And yet this is somehow like the most appalling of all of them. Aaron Lewis covering Pearl jam will always have a special place in my heart for some of the worst stuff I've ever heard. His version of black could not be worse. uh, Well that you couldn't do a worse version of black. I, I agree with you there, but like, that is like, that is Zeppelin two compared to this song like that, you know, or that's, that's like, let it be. I'm going to pull this one up on Spotify on the way to work tomorrow. Yeah. So that's, that's, um, you know, that these are the ones I wanted you to listen to for comic value is go back and, you know, spend eight or 12 minutes, listen to, uh, Aaron Lewis, country boy, listen to crazy town revolving door, um, and that's probably it for that's, that's all you need to like totally revisit. Uh, the boom and click, click, boom back to back is an entertaining combo, but I have a feeling you're not going to do that. Ready or not. Boom. <laughs> so I guess, uh, I wrote down a few notes, but like what I found most interesting about this was how, um, like things that were so huge at the time you listen to now and it's just like nothing. And like I wrote down, you know, Evanescence or even like Nickelback, um, these bands that, that you couldn't get away from at the time. And now you listen to, and it's like, I don't hate them. It's just, a, it's a zero, you know, it's just like, eh, skip. They always were zeros. They just, it took, it took a while for history to find, their correct place. They were overrated. Now they're just there. Yeah. And that, that that was my next big point was that like history sorts it out, you know, this songs that were uh, huge hits at the time or light hits at the time that really should have been medium or bigger or smaller. Like you listen to it 20 years later and I've, you get more, a more accurate reflection. I feel like, um, and then, so, Yeah. I wrote down my last point, which you can make fun of me for or whatever, but is that this is pandemic music. And the reason that I've been listening to it recently and why it's resonated more than before is because I don't have the mental resources or faculties these days to like always be listening to kid a, you know, it's the 20th anniversary of kid a it's one of the best albums ever. I love it. Some days I'll be like, I want to listen to kid a, or, you know, whatever, something smart and more intelligent. Other days, it's like, I got enough going on. And so uh, I now I now realize why all guys who like drive trucks for a living or, you know, the working class people love this kind of music. It's because they're working too hard and too burned out to uh, invest the mental resources in OK Computer, for example. This is music oh, of, yeah, of the people. And, uh, you know, West Coast elitist like the two of you who listen to your tame and Paula's would not understand. Accurate. West coast is very laid back. Work is not a priority. 
everything else is a priority. Yes. Here on the East coast, we uh, have to hate life and work, no. not life, yeah. but work. Well, they go hand in hand. Right. Uh, anything. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm maybe have uh, inflated the value of this for comic purposes, but yeah, I, it did. It hits you differently. 20 years on. I figured we should just revisit Camp Biscuit. So what is the next genre of a horrible concert we should make? Mm, We could do like, um, like LFO and like all the boy bands. Rest in peace, Rich Cronin. (laughs) It's going to be hard to do three full days of uh, that kind of stuff, but I think we can do a one day lineup with Backstreet, NSYNC, LFO, BTS, all of them, line them up. So I'm very interested in that kind of genre of music of the like, uh, because pop music is so much about having like six songs on the radio that just play a thousand times per hour. I'm real interested in the like lesser pop hits. You know, the, the ones like radio rock radio has a, a ton of like light rotation stuff, but it's funny when there's like, light rotation pop music. Like instead of, you know, uh, I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys, like girl on TV by LFO and that kind of shit. I find those very hilarious. Those kind of like pop songs that the record company put millions of dollars behind and people were just like, no. And they played for like three weeks and then they disappeared. There's a lot of songs like that. We got to do our research, but I think we could fill a whole lot. Uh, another bad creation they're coming well uh, next year will be the uh, 10 year anniversary of the death of Rich Cronin of LFO so we'll have a tribute of course you know special episode a special four hour live video stream yeah every you know every year in the second week of September I like to pause and reflect on the somber day when America changed forever and Rich Cronin passed away in 2008 or 2011, I guess if, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, since this is basically going to become its own spinoff music episode, since it took forever, anything you want to add music wise? Um, no, well, just one thing. There's a new, um, T-Rex compilation out where a bunch of new artists have all covered T-Rex songs who I like. And, uh, I gotta listen to that this weekend. Um, there's a couple other like albums like that, that are really good. Like, uh, of like artists all covering a certain artist and like a unique take on a song, not just playing it, you know, note for note, like the album version, just totally different takes. So that's what I actually want to listen to. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll find out there's some hits on there. T-Rex is a band that sort of, um, you know, found their center as time went on. Yes. You know, they sort of they, like uh, were popular at the time. And then they, I feel like they were just like completely forgotten by history. And then they've like, people have brought them back basically. Lead singer was terrified of automobiles and got into a car with somebody and crashed into a tree and passed away in his twenties. That's the standard story. Then people are like, Oh, wait a minute. These albums are all you know really good. So yeah, that that's, that's what I want to listen to. Thanks for reminding me. Actually, I'm glad I I'm glad I'm here to help. Ryan, how about you? You want to have a closing thought? You guys were very generous. Um, you didn't uh, make fun of me as much as I expected. 
Well, I honestly also don't know half the songs you mentioned. Uh, <laughs> I forgot yeah. about all of them, by the way, too. Yeah. Um, no, music-wise, what am I listening to? Um, actually, a lot of stuff from that, from that same era. A lot of um, kind of that post-punk era, like uh, a lot of Talking Heads and Elvis Costello and um, the television, Gang of Four, stuff like that. Kind of that like late 70s. Um, you know, some Stooges, quite a bit of Iggy Pop. So, you know, that, and then other than that, like I've been in a huge Flaming Lips kick the last couple of weeks, been listening to a lot of Flaming Lips, uh, especially like when I work out, like, I don't know why, like when I go for like a jog in Arizona, it's just, it's hot, it's nice, it's beautiful. Like, I don't know, Flaming Lips like makes me happy when I run around outside. So uh, yeah, a lot of post-punk in the car and a lot of flaming lips in nature. It's interesting that we all uh, talked about, like, I guess, nostalgic or older music. Like, part of the reason for this uh, bonus episode is because, you know, in during the pandemic, there have been all this these things about, like, how uh, everybody's going backwards to nostalgia uh, to feel better during the pandemic. Like, I just watched the uh, whole series of Entourage again, and it actually, oh, like... Um, I mean, we'll break it down on another, this could be another whole 40 minute thing, but like hundred percent. basically, basically my review is it's still great. Like even the shitty episodes are better watching them later. There's obviously some like jokes and language that are totally like, uh, yeah, that's what we're saying. That not, are totally not, not yeah, would not be allowed. And like, even uh, it, and it's not always like, Oh yeah. They said the shit that you couldn't say now. Like some of them are very, very cringeworthy, but like as just an overall show, like it held up extremely well. Um, but, but yeah, I've been, you know, I joke about this playlist, but I've been listening to a ton of like, uh, Radiohead Oasis and other like Brit pop stuff. And it's like, everybody's just finding like old nostalgia and going back to it as a way to get through the pandemic. Since everything sucks, that's happening now everybody's just decide to like choose another year or era and go live there for a while. You really can't go wrong with Oasis ever. I mean, it's just I mean, like there was a point in my life where I didn't listen to Oasis for like 10 years. I'm like, Oh yeah, it's kind of like an era. No way. I'm back into it. You can put it on every single day and I don't give a shit. It's so good. Those songs are all mega. They're all hits. It's just ridiculous how good those songs are when you go back and listen to them. Oasis, like I, I know it's an, mostly an online thing, but I know that it's like, it's become cool to make fun of them. And to me, that's where I can tell you're a fraud because yeah. you know, that's like too, too hipster, more hipster than hipster. No, still the funniest ever. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see, but, uh, this is, this is how this podcast is slowly going to transition from college football gambling to just like us talking about nostalgia. But now that I got this X-Files poster, that might be my next like uh, deep dive going back from episode one. So if you tune in and you know, November uh, 14th and you're like, oh, I'm ready to hear some picks for Alabama LSU. And we're just like, so anyway, in season seven, Vinny chase becomes a cocaine addict. I do. Oh my God. Like, like the final two years of entourage, I couldn't tell you what the hell happened. Like Vinny chase became like a, a drug addict that, basically. And then he got married. And then I guess in the movie, I, I haven't been able to access the movie. So I haven't finished that Ooh. one, but watch the movie. 
it, it all, even the shitty seasons like are, mo- are somewhat entertaining now. Johnny drama just is always good. So turtle is surprisingly good too. He, he was annoying at the time it felt like, but really he, him okay. making fun. He, well, he's got a lot of the lines that are like, would not be allowed today. Like him True. making fun of Johnny drama are some of the best lines also. How old are you drama? <laughs> he just says stuff like that. It's really, really good lines. Yeah. It, it, it How holds many times up. have you even cheated on drama? <laughs> Too many times, turtle. Too many times. All right. We should end the podcast All right, on that. That's the end. All right. Uh, thanks everybody for listening to take the points college football podcast. <laughs> Uh, This is definitely, I'm spinning this music. This is definitely going to be a uh, bonus episode. So you're going to get two episodes this week. So thank you everyone for listening. Bye. Good night. Now ladies come, ladies go out my revolving dough. Some ladies never come back, most come back for more. I got a house in the hills with a dough that spins. Comes in and out, out and in, round and round again. I live a life, these player hitters would love to be living. Since a kid I've been surrounded by beautiful women. And slipping in them to win on the unforgiven. Still something's missing, cause deep inside I'm suffering of a lonely heart condition. Wishing I could find a girl that'll take me away from the chaos of the city. And the everyday part that I play, tell me why they low. Take the point, take the point, take the point.